Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. Time now for Mind Your Business. Oh, you want to mind this business. It's the chocolate business that we're talking the, about. Yeah, the, the conversation I've clearly been dying to have, right, Elliot? Uh, so when most of us think of chocolate, the first country that comes to mind, of course, is Switzerland, right? It's renowned for creating the finest milk chocolate and we're actually talking about a 200-year pedigree of making chocolate. Uh, the Swiss chocolate industry, worth over $3 billion U.S. dollars in 2019, exports accounting for approximately $1 billion U.S. dollars. Demand-wise, it's led by Canada, the U.S., China, the Middle East, and Singapore. And we're talking about an industry that employs a huge group of people. Um, so, obviously, that is a huge part of the Swiss economy. But with such buoyant market demand, there is a problem. The Swiss chocolatiers are currently worried about where their next square of chocolate is going to come from. Can technology possibly help the industry with their worries? We're going to find out from Oliver Stein, Director, Southeast Asia at Jager. Jager is a provider of cloud-based business automation technology for spend management. Good morning. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning. How are you? Doing good, Oliver, and I hope you are too, in spite of the not-so-good news from the world of chocolate and Switzerland. Uh, tell us more about what exactly you do that could help this particular situation. I understand that you do produce technology for procurement purposes, so put that in context for us. Yeah, absolutely, and obviously the, the, the potential scarcity of chocolate is going to be an issue for a lot of people. I'm speaking myself with some some nice Swiss chocolate just in, in my arm's reach, just in case of emergencies. And, and yeah, as you would have said before, the, it's, a, it's a very large industry for, for Switzerland, large pillar of its economy, uh, an industry worth over three billion US dollars, like, like you said, and there's, there's some, some concerns over it. Here at Jagger, we, we're a software company um, managing spend, managing procurement, helping with supply chain. And so obviously anything that's going to put risk to, to the supply chain of chocolate is suddenly of, of great interest to us that, that we're, we're looking to... Um, see how that, that kind of technology can help mitigate any of those risks and uh, with a real focus on, on elements such as supply diversification at the moment. Mm. So the industry is under threat. I mean, if you could dive into the details of the kind of threat that we're facing and uh, you know, if you could add in there whether you're a milk chocolate, dark chocolate, alcoholic chocolate person. Yeah, so it's always a tough question, right? I think everyone, everyone's got their own preference of chocolate. And, and whilst I would love to say that I'm someone that only enjoys a, a fine 80% dark chocolate, it's, it's not true. I, it's a milk chocolate for me. Uh-huh. But something that's got that cream in it. Something, something that's very comforting, I think, about a milk chocolate in that regard. So let's talk about the threat that the industry is facing. I mean, it's, what are the final details that you could share with us? Yeah, so, so obviously Switzerland is um, a huge producer of milk chocolate, and, and it's what what everyone turns around to as love. I mean, who, who hasn't come back through Changi with a, a two foot long Toblerone under True. their arm at least at some point? But recently, you know, they, they've had some issues and concerns with where their um, cocoa bean supply is going to come from. So, okay. you know, staggeringly, two thirds of the, the world's supply of cocoa beans is coming from Ivory Coast and Ghana. Um, so it's obviously a key supplier base for, for Switzerland, but 
last year during a, a state visit to Switzerland, the Ghanaian president actually announced while he was there that the Ghana's going to start focusing more on their own chocolate production. So it's going to start to look at reducing the export of its raw materials to trade partners, which has obviously got Switzerland a little bit worried initially, thinking, you know, what, is there some doubt around the supply chain? Does this mean that they're not going to get enough cocoa beans to, to support what they're doing? Um, and it, it being one of its major value-add exports, then, then there's obviously risk there about, you know, will they have enough to, to produce all the chocolate that the world obviously is demanding from them? Okay, so what is the situation like at this point so, so right now, obviously, you know, they're, they're going to look at proactive ways that they can uh, mitigate this. If there's a risk of their supply that um, is going to come from Ghana, then they're going to need to start looking for, well, where else is that supply going to come from? What is my supply base look like in order to, to meet the, the amount of cocoa beans that they need? So that, that's obviously going to be their first step. And what they're looking at at the moment is if Ghana follows through, then how are we going to get our cocoa beans? Who, who have we got in the world that are, are going to supply it? Maybe suppliers that we haven't looked at before or, or places mm. that, um, that, that, that uh, we can go to other than Ghana to get the cocoa beans. Um, so they're going to have a little bit of time to be proactive about it, but that's, that's some thoughts they're going to have to start doing right now. Mm. I find it strange that people don't already have a diversified list of suppliers, you know, especially nowadays with all the supply chain disruptions that we're seeing. I think, you know, companies and countries should have been prepared for all of this. But since we're at this stage now, clearly you can help with supplier diversification. What does this process involve? And when a country is starting to ramp this up on a larger scale, what are the complexities? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you say, it's not something that you, you think that everybody has been looking at, but especially in the, the wake of shortages in, um, in the global supply chain. And, and, you know, similar things are happening in the computer chip manufacturing and semiconductor issues that people are probably aware of. And, you know, research is showing that 93% of procurement organizations uh, over the last few years have ramped up their interest in diversity uh, and supply diversification. Um, but it's something that if they're not doing now, that they're, they're going to have to get on very, very quickly. And it all starts with making sure that they've uh, identified um, the, you know, the, the, the right ways and the right goals. If they've got certain level of, of risk where they have some uh, geographical risk of, of where their supplier is coming from, then they're going to start looking at, well, what percentage of supply do I need? that's coming from uh, alternate geographies or, or alternate suppliers and, and have those targets that are, are set in mind. From there, they're going to have to look at how do they expand their supply base, how do they do use localised supply networks if possible, um, reducing that single geographic and single uh, supplier-centric risk. So, so these are all processes that if they're not doing, then, then they need to start looking at. And, and on top of that, they need transparency on it all. So transparency in the supply chain is, is always key for that. They need to know what is the status of their relationships with their suppliers? What's the visibility that they have into their overall vendor base? How are they working proactively with a wide range of suppliers? How are they measuring performance and collaboration with these suppliers? If they don't know that information, then it's going to be very difficult for them to see or, or anticipate any potential risks or be able to react quickly to them. 
We're on the line this morning with Oliver Stein, Director, Southeast Asia for JAGA. Um, and of course, you're describing the supply issues when it comes to the chocolate industry, a lot more complex than the age-old question of supply versus demand. Things have changed so much. But I am curious, Oliver, on the uh, issue of demand, um, especially over the past 18 to 20 months. Are we seeing the demand different? I mean, and, and where I'm coming from is I understand demand is higher during special occasions, but COVID-related or COVID-infused stress, mental stress, is it making people want chocolate more? Yeah, I, I think there's, there's 100% the element of that. And we're, we're seeing it in, in chocolate and, and beyond. There's a lot of industry that have uh, a lot more demand that's put, been put on them in the most inopportune times, in, in a time when the, the supply is a lot harder to get. One other issue that is gaining prominence in discourse on supply and value chains, of course, is ethical sourcing from ethical suppliers in the discourse, the larger discourse on fair trade. And actually every entity along the supply chain, along the value chain, uh, to what extent are you seeing a greater focus on this from businesses that you deal with? Yeah, it's massive right now and, and, and rightly should be. So a lot of people looking into um, what they call ESG, your environmental, social and corporate governance, um, and, and looking at their, their supply chain in more more depth along these lines. So making sure that they have correct metrics in place to understand the perhaps the, the labor and the ethics of the um, suppliers, understanding where they're getting their source materials from, understanding what their uh, rules, the countries that they, they work in, the environmental impacts and um, green processes that, that they use. So it's actually one of the other um, key topics at the moment that's at the forefront of, of a lot of supply chain management. Mm. The problem is often the ethical and fair trade products are way more expensive, right? So what, what do you think, with your knowledge of supply chains and value chains, what do you think can be done to mitigate costs as well going forward? Because otherwise I'll have to pay so much more for my chocolate if I want to be ethical. <laughs> which is which is obviously not what everyone wants. It's a, it's a dilemma of trying to make sure that you're sourcing ethically and um, getting the chocolate that you that you thoroughly need. But I mean, supply chain and procurement is, is at the forefront of what they can do there. So they're, they're in a unique position to, to influence the actual supply base. If they're looking and reaching out to more suppliers, if they're building the, um, the relationships with their suppliers and, and encouraging that supply base to, to source by more ethical means and look at fair trade uh, uh, arrangements, and, and if that's going to become uh, an actual key uh, gate stop for, for, in, for doing business, then obviously there's going to be more um, availability for fair trade suppliers. The more availability you've got, um, the more competitive the, the pricing gets. So, you know, procurement and supply chain really need to, to make sure that they're driving that conversation within the industry. Um, Oliver, I, I want to ask your personal outlook for the chocolate industry for 2022, especially, and, and if you could highlight, especially how JAGA is, is helping the industry to overcome these challenges. If perhaps you have a case study uh, that you could share with us, uh, what is your outlook again for 2022? Yeah, so I think we're at the point where we, we shouldn't necessarily just be rushing to the shops yet and buying up all the Swift chocolate that they've got. We're probably not quite to the stage where we need to uh, to worry too much around that. Um, but certainly, you know, there's there's a lot of work that's been going on behind the scenes and will continue that, that JAGA is helping support in addressing these issues and addressing these trends. So JAGA has a, a number of um, partners and, and customers within 
um, the, the food retail organization, and I'll, uh, a number of them are Swiss-based, uh, and a number of them that uh, are very well known. And we're, we're working strongly with them at the moment in helping with these processes, so helping um, with the, the kind of three key pillars that everyone talks about around people, process, and technology. So JAG is in there providing the technology um, to help manage this diversification program okay. um, and, and, and really make sure that the, the expertise and the technology is there. So to cover what I talked about before, so that some of the metrics, some of the processes uh, that we need to, to find more sources, to find better ways to um, bring the goods in that they need uh, and to find ways that it's going to do so, but without a, a huge cost increase, because that's obviously going to be detrimental to their business as well. Yeah, definitely people want to make sure that whatever efforts they put into this are going to be sustainable. So if they do cost too much or they're excessive, it does get quite prohibitive. Uh, I did mention earlier that I'm surprised that companies didn't already have a diversified supply chain in mind or diversified list of suppliers. Taking the Swiss chocolate industry as an example, how can this be prevented in the future? How can businesses in other sectors stay ahead of such risks and uncertainties, have contingency plans in place that are also sustainable in the long term? Yeah, and it's kind of stemmed back into what I just mentioned as well on people, process and technology. So um, process is a, is a key one. So as you said, putting in uh, flexible and uh, contingent plans is, is very important. And a lot of people, especially pre-pandemic as well, were, were only looking at what is your, your key way, what is your single way of doing things without having processes in place um, to, to manage the backup plan, especially when it comes to supplier management um, supply diversification and supply chain. Um, so it's important that businesses get that in place to start looking at what is their, um, their backup plans and then also looking at um, how do they manage that and, and the people come into, into the forefront there. And, you know, it's going to be important for them, especially if they're looking for the next chocolate hit um, because they're obviously going to now need to make sure they've got the right relationships with the, the right suppliers. So not just focusing on that one or two suppliers that they've got, um, but starting to, to have their ear to the market a little bit more, to be able to, to monitor the relationships that they've got with a, a larger tail end of suppliers, um, which is it's a lot of work. It's, it's not going to be easy, but then that's where the technology aspect comes in. So they're only going to be able to do that if they're enabled with the technology to do so. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of solutions, and Jagger's one of them now that can do this in terms of uh, automating your process, in terms of bringing in the newer tech and bringing in your, your AI and your machine learning to, to help identify issues that the, the users might not even know about, to, to identify where there are risks in your process and where there are risks in your supplier base um, that could cause an issue if, for example, the, the Ghanaian president comes around and tells you they're not selling you their cocoa anymore. Yeah, that's going to be a real crisis, chocolate crisis. But hopefully that's uh, something that we don't ever have to see. Hey, really appreciate your time this morning. Oliver Stein, Director, Southeast Asia for JAGA, on the line with us. Oliver, take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.